This is Prep Spotlight on 740thefan.com. Stay up to date with high school athletics up and down the Red River Valley. Here's your host, Chase Miller. Welcome to another edition of Prep Spotlight here on 740thefan.com. On today's version, we'll be sitting down with Tom Mix, media specialist of the North Dakota High School Activities Association, as they're just over a week away from finalizing the 2019-2020 football plan. We'll talk with Tom about this six-man football going to be in the mix sooner rather than later, a little bit of the reclassification, and a whole lot more with Tom Mix around the corner. And also coming up, Hillsborough Central Valley head football coach, that's Scott Olson, the Burroughs 4-0 on the season. They're riding a 16-game winning streak from going 12-0 last year, 4-0 this year. We'll talk to Scott about this year's 2018 version of the Burroughs and a whole lot more. And a reminder, coming up on Friday on 740 The Fan and 107.3 FM, we're going to be live from Jerome Berg Field on the campus of Mayville State. It's top-ranked Thompson. Tommy's going up against Mayport CG. Only one loss combined between the Tommies and the Patriots. And oh, by the way, it's homecoming week for Mayport CG. We'll have that game for you Friday night at 7 o'clock on 740 The Fan and alongside 107.3 FM. But without further ado, let's welcome Scott Olson, head football coach for Hillsborough Central Valley with us here on Prep Spotlight. And Scott, a great start so far for your team this year. We mentioned it earlier, 4-0 overall. 3 and 1 excuse me 3 and 0 in region 1 play you have a game against Enderland Maple Valley coming up from Hillsboro on Friday night what's been your assessment so far Scott on uh, graduating a good chunk of seniors from last year's state championship team and how you're playing so far this season Scott yeah so far so good you know our question marks were uh, you know losing most of our our both of our lines and offense and defense and and then who's going to play quarterback and uh through the first four games we were pretty pleased because our our line play has been pretty stellar um, and our quarterback play, we ran more option with this with Michael Gallagher, a quarterback. He's a little bit smaller guy, more of a, more of a runner, and he's done a really good job of reading the option. And uh, for the start, we we've had it. Couldn't be more pleased. I thought one thing last year, Scott, senior team, that maybe the front seven was some of the best uh, front seven across the state, just in terms of they knew what they had to do. They they knew what their assignment was. They did their assignment. They moved on in the next play, whether they gave up a first down or whether they got a sack. Do you think your front seven is kind of close to last year's front seven, which I know is godly to think about because of how last year you guys are so good on, on both the offense and defensive line? You know, we're a di- different personnel this year. We, we, we changed to a three-man D-line instead of a four-man. We were so dominant with our four guys last year of our D-line, especially our D-ends with Jack Hamrood and Tyler Bergstrom. Um, so we're a little bit different in terms of personnel, but uh, you know, I think we have four pretty good linebackers that uh, can get all all over the field, and and uh, you know the D-line guys are just kind of you know taking up some space, still doing their jobs, but you know, they're keeping our, our linebackers clean and, and giving those guys a chance. You know, Mark Hastings, and Isaac Boosley, and Oscar Benson; those are three of the best uh, linebackers I think in our class, and. And, uh, you know, those guys are making plays all over the field, and um, it's fun to watch. But it is different from last year. That's what I was going to kind of go to, to next is just, you know, Mark Hastings. We know what he did last year for you guys. Oscar Penson is getting more reps after, uh, you know, Grant Skager was part of the running back unit and played uh, for the Burroughs last year. So where on offense does Mark Hastings and Oscar Benson fit in, into your team? You know, uh, Mark's our, our dive back for our option game, and, and it doesn't get a lot of carries, but he, he takes up space and does his job. and. You know, he, he pulls one or two guys to him so we can get outside with with uh, our quarterback and running back. And then Mark is a, is a big lead blocker for Oscar. 
You know, Oscar, I think, has about it's right around 700 yards, a little more than 700 yards in four games. And, uh, you know, there's a reason for that is is, is our line and, and Mark's blocking as a fullback. And, and obviously, Oscar has talent. You know, he, he didn't, he can't replace Grant. And, but uh, Oscar has a different skill set, a little bit longer of a strider. A little more power, um, but uh, he's he's in his own right. He's he's going to be one of the, one of the better backs around. Scott Olson, head football coach for Hillsborough Central Valley, with us here on Prep Spotlight. And Scott, has it hit the town of Hillsborough and Central Valley, that community and area up there, the fact of how good that it's been with you know boys basketball, obviously football. You can talk a little bit about cross country. You can go to the girls' side with some specific sports, but it just seems like. Uh, the last couple of years, Hillsborough Central Valley has had something to say o- almost in any sport about a state championship or maybe even a region championship here, Scott. No, it's just pretty special time. You know, I think that uh, when we look back on it, it's, uh, hopefully we cherished it and and uh, and hopefully we keep this thing going. You know, it's, uh, it's winning breeds winning, and right now everybody wants to win. Everybody knows how to win. That's the biggest thing. We know we we're not you're not used to losing. We're used to putting uh, put uh, great attitude and great effort into our games and and all across the school sports you know it, it doesn't matter if it's um football to, to basketball or, or you know and volleyball too is, is a is a success right now they're, they're working their way up getting better but uh um yeah it's a special time and uh you know we're very thankful to be a part of it did the couple of years in class double a football I, I i know we probably mentioned a little bit last year you know going back down to class 1a last year and then you guys rattle off 12 in a row you win the state championship and now you're back at it again this year how much did that help for the guys that were coming up through the system that might be seniors this year that maybe played a little bit uh, in Class AA? And, and two, Scott, how similar or how far is the gap between Class AA or Single A? Or maybe maybe it's not that far. What What's your estimation after uh, coaching in both for a couple of years? You know, I, I think we learn how to play hard every play. You know, that, That's the biggest thing, I think, is, is the level of play every play. Not in terms of, not really in terms of talent-wise, just in terms of how hard you have to play. And, uh, that was the biggest biggest difference I took from watching our films over you know the, the last couple of years compared to the double A years is that we play really hard and and uh, and then there's nothing to do about talent it's your attitude and your effort that that you can control that and and uh, you know if you do that a lot or a lot of times on a consistent basis then you have uh, some success but uh, you know it's other than you know, depth is the biggest thing too for double A to A you know we're we're fortunate we have, we're getting a high participation level right now and in terms of percentage of boys out and that's you know that that helps out in the jvs and the junior highs and then you on your feeder programs working your way up and but uh you know for the biggest difference to me is is how hard you play every play and then the the uh, um, depth that you have as a team for this year's team scott coming back from a state a championship and a game that was a, a barn burner with langdon area and more munich points were hard to come by in that one what did your team learn from the regular season going through the playoff push where you had to win three games to get to the dakota bowl then end up winning for the guys that came back from last year's team what did they learn uh, about this year's team for maybe some of the players who didn't play varsity football what was kind of the mindset or what was the theme going into this year's a 2018 version of hillsborough central valley football I think just how fun that ride was. You know, we didn't know what to expect in the playoffs. We thought we had a pretty good team, and we learned how to win in, in big games too. You know that you can't replace playoff atmosphere. You know, you can't. The, the regular season doesn't just do it justice. It's playoff football is a is a higher intensity, and and uh, I think the guys that uh, were on the sidelines looking to get in there um, for this year, I think that's what they learned most is is the t- intensity factor, and and then how to win in that in that sort of environment.
Is it safe to say that Region 1 football is pretty good again this year, Scott? I mean, you guys had a, a game where you won uh, last weekend against Milner North Sargent. We mentioned your game with uh, Kindred uh, coming up in a couple of weeks. You got a lot of quality of play. Northern Cass continues to get better. Uh, Lisbon is young, but they got some pretty good, talented individuals on their Bronco team. Safe to say Region 1 is still pretty pretty up there in, in Class 1A football in North Dakota? I think it is. I, you can't take a week off. You know, it, even this week was maybe Valley. I don't have a win yet, but watching their film, they they played as Kindred there to the to the third quarter, and um, they play hard. And that's you know that's that's by record wise, that's our, our lowest team. Um, we got our hands full this week because we have to we have to be ready to play because they play hard. Coach Hoots as as their team um, playing hard, but uh, um, yeah, from top to bottom, it's it's going to be a grind come playoff time with with our teams. You know, I, I like I like our teams in this region. Um, they got good, we got good quality coaches all over, all around the region, and and uh, you know they, they teach football the right way that to, to play hard, and um, it's going to be a fun uh, fun next four weeks and into the playoffs. Last thing for you, Scott, before I let you go, just your team in general this year. Um, you mentioned about how you felt about your team after four games. You still have you know half the regular season left before postseason starts. But does anybody talk about the winning streak? I just got to ask because you haven't lost since you've been in Class A football. Your last regular season loss was your last regular season game in Class AA, and you've won 12 in a row last year on top of the four in a row. Does the winning streak get talked about much, or is it, you know what, we're glad we just won last Friday, and we're trying to get another win this coming Friday. Yeah, obviously the coach talk is that's what we're going to talk about is just being one and zero this week. But uh, um, I think with just the turnover of guys that hasn't really been brought up, you know, we had losing um, you know fifteen seniors and mm-hmm. and having a bunch of guys that played a lot of time in the last few years and to incoming this year for uh, for all the all the new guys that we have playing, I think it, you know it hasn't been brought up at all for during the team meetings or anything like that. But uh, I'm sure everybody's thinking about it and and. Uh, I think we just want to do our best to uh, to keep this streak going and and uh, get better every every week. Again, the Burroughs four and zero overall, three and zero in Region One. They host Enderlin Maple Valley at seven o'clock on Friday night from Hillsboro. They're back on the road the week after at Kindred. We'll have that game free on one hundred four seven Duke FM at seven p.m. Scott, thanks so much for the time and best of luck down the line for this Burroughs two thousand eighteen season. Yeah, thanks, Chase. That's head football coach for Hillsborough Central Valley, Scott Olson, with us here on Prep Spotlight. Scott, in his 10th season with the program for the Burroughs, his eighth year as a head football coach, and he's got things humming. Last season, Hillsborough Central Valley had five shutouts in their Class A state championship. So far this season, two shutouts, and they've only given up 16 points in four games. And that's head football coach of the Burroughs, Scott Olson. Hillsborough Central Valley, they welcome Enderlin Maple Valley to Hillsborough on Friday night for their next game. That'll be at 7 o'clock. Here on Prep Spotlight on 740thefan.com. With us now is Tom Mix, media specialist for the North Dakota High School Activities Association. And Tom, first things first, I can't believe we're almost halfway through the football season. If that means we're halfway through the football season, we have an opportunity for some fall championships around the corner with, you know, you got girls golf, obviously a tennis and alongside with soccer. So you're going to be a busy man coming up in a couple weeks, Tom. Yeah, I can't believe it. It's already... uh getting close to getting ready for some of these uh, state tournament events. And uh, we're excited. I, I think there's a lot of good uh, good teams in those uh, activities that you just mentioned. And uh, they're going to be gearing up for some state tournament and some postseason play here coming up. And like you said, uh, 
the Class A Girls Golf Tournament is going to be at the Jamestown Country Club on October 1st uh, through the 2nd. So that's a two-day event. That course is always fun. Uh, we, I believe we had the Class B boys there. That was the last uh, golf tournament that we had there a couple of years ago. We're pretty excited to have the Class A Girls Golf uh, Tournament there this fall and like you said that's only a couple weeks away already which is really hard to believe it's kind of that time of the year where if you're in football or volleyball you're kind of figuring out the team that you you have trying to make a a run to the playoffs uh let's talk a little bit about football tom because every couple years lately there's been a a new reclassification of a football plan um the last one went to 10 teams to double a you had 14 teams in AAA and everybody else in Class A and alongside with Nine Man. But coming up next year, Fargo Shanley opted to move up and going up with them in Class 3 is Jamestown. So it kind of gets back to what the EDC and the WDA was before it reclassified where you have eight teams both out in the East and the West. You'll have 12 teams then in Class AA and then Single A and Nine Man. So, so Tom, can you just go over the timeline moving forward when everything will become finalized and when we'll know more about the new uh, classes, so to speak, uh, coming up in the next week or so? The football guidelines uh, and then the football timeline for the upcoming plan that would be effective from 2019 and the 2020 season. Today was the deadline for declaring six-man football, independent JV, or opting up in a division classification for schools. And so that was uh, September 18th. And September 19th, the football committee is meeting uh, again here in Valley City uh, via conference call. And that will be getting ready for getting the region assignments, the preliminary region assignments uh, for that football plan that we were just talking about. And after that meeting, they'll look at that, send those preliminary region assignments out to the member schools in the football plan. And then next week, Thursday, is a board meeting in Valley City. And that is, uh, once again, September 27th. And that's when the board of directors will hear the vote on the uh, pending co-ops that are listed in the football plan that you'd see online. So they have to vote on those. And then that's when they formally approve the football plan for 2019 and 2020. And then after that, it's sent out to the member schools and everybody starts getting ready for scheduling and getting ready for 2019 and 2020, which is uh, a long ways down the road. But like you said, this uh, this is something that is done on a two-year basis for football. And I think it's a good process, and the football committee has done a lot of good work here. And you mentioned something, too, the two years, which I was going to talk to you about, but also six-man football because, uh, you know, South Dakota just uh, sanctioned it this past year to be begin next season for high school football. Montana's had it for a while, so it's slowly coming up into our neck of the woods, Tom. So when and or if do you think moving forward we might see a six-man football champion? And I know you have to have a certain amount of teams for it to be sanctioned, that is, by the state of North Dakota is right as well. Is that correct, Tom? Yeah, and if you look at the current football plan guidelines uh, for that upcoming 2019 and 2020 football plan, one of the questions that was asked uh, to the member schools is what's the minimum number of schools that should be in a division? Uh, And I believe the overwhelming majority said that there needs to be at least 12 teams uh, in a division for football within that football plan. And if you look at it right now, uh, as it sits right now, uh, again, it's not finalized until the 27th, but 
it looks like there's right now, as it stands, seven teams uh, in that football plan for those two years that will want to be playing six-man football in North Dakota. That would then mean that, okay, that's still under that threshold of 12. Ideally, uh, you'd probably, if you look at what member schools wanted, there had to be at least 12 teams for it to then be a, a sanctioned division within the football plan. But uh, as it sits right now, there are schools that are playing six-man football. Uh, but uh, you probably, if you look at it uh, from an outside perspective, you probably would then say, well, there probably needs to be at least 12 teams uh, for it to be a division in football in North Dakota. Tom Mix with us, media specialist for the North Dakota High School Activities Association. One more question on football, Tom, and that's the two years you mentioned about. Is that feel right just because there is so many ebbs and flows with whether, you know, you get a junior and senior class one year that might have a lot of numbers, then the freshman and sophomore classes coming up might not have as many numbers. Sometimes you have teams who form a co-op who maybe go back to being their own identity. So does two years feel right for a class you know, AAA to nine-man football in, in the state of North Dakota where you go back and reclassify one or two teams every couple of years? That's probably the best way of doing it because uh, if you look at it, that's the way it's been done for several years now. And uh, I think it's probably the way it needs to be with what you were saying there with the enrollments. You can see that uh, on the football timeline or in the football plan that we have up on our website. You can see the enrollments and those numbers always fluctuate a little bit. So um, it's really hard to pinpoint a distinct number, you know, year in and year out, like we do with some of the other sports, whether that's just class A versus class B. But football is obviously uh, a different activity uh, when it comes to you know, safety numbers and, you know, just playing ability, you know, you want kids to be safe and that's where you got to kind of look at the number of students and may, or excuse me, the, uh, the enrollments is what I was saying. Uh, but you're right. Uh, it's probably one of those where it's hard to pinpoint. So that's where we're at with it. And I think it's been a good process moving forward. The Dakota Bowl this year, by the way, is going to be on November the 9th. That'll be at the Fargo Nine Man 1A, 2A, 3A. All four games, as in years prior, will be at the Fargo for North Dakota a State Championship football coming up in the month of November. Tom, from there, let's go to I know it's going to be a busy time in Grand Forks in the month of October because you have both the state tennis and alongside state soccer. Correct me if I'm wrong, on, on October the 11th through the 13th, which is just less than a month away from. From now, uh, you'll name a couple champions in those sports. Grand Forks is going to be really busy uh, October 11th through the 13th. Uh, that's where we got the boys' tennis state tournament and, of course, the boys' soccer tournaments in town as well. The boys' soccer is going to be at Cushman Field. Uh, that's a very good venue for football, soccer, and uh, track and field. So uh, we're really excited about being there. Um, and then on the flip side, like you said, with tennis being in town, uh, down the way there in Grand Forks uh, at the Choice Health and Fitness Center, we have indoor and outdoor courts at that facility, and that's, that has been a great facility for our tennis tournaments uh, for boys and girls. But uh, boys tennis is in the fall, and that's where the boys tennis state tournament uh, is going to be at this year again. And uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens there uh, in terms of, you know, Grand Forks, Red River uh, has had some 
very good teams uh, over the, you know, they have a tradition uh, in Grand Forks at Central as well for playing really good tennis. And last year, uh, Fargo South got another team title. So we'll have to see what uh, who emerge who emerges as one of the top teams in, in the state or if it's going to be a West team. Uh, last year in girls, Minot was the first West team to win in quite a while. So maybe there's a West team that uh, throws their uh, – throw some uh, good players out there and gets a really good lineup and they get hot and maybe they win a team dual championship. So it'll be fun. Tom, if people want to get more information on upcoming state tournaments or possibly look at the football plan online, where's a couple avenues they can do so? Uh, North Dakota High School Activities Association has its NDHSAA Now site, uh, and that's at www.ndhsaanow.com all one word.com that's a great place for finding your up-to-date scores tournament info uh, we usually post some uh, different stories throughout the week uh, about our member schools and athletes that are having good years maybe some teams that are having some pretty good success out there whether it's at the football field volleyball court tennis court uh, you name it uh, so that's best place. Tom, we thank you so much for your time. I'm sure we'll see you at a state tournament down the line pretty soon, okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Thanks. Tom Mix, media specialist from the North Dakota High School Activities Association with us here on Prep Spotlight. Again, thanks in part to Scott Olson, head football coach for Hillsborough Central Valley, and Tom Mix, breaking down a little bit of the upcoming football plan for the 2019 and 2020 season. That comes out officially on September the 27th when we know all four classes and also the latest on six-man football. If any more teams did join uh, right now, about seven teams, they need 12 to make it a sanctioned certified sport in the state of North Dakota. Until the next edition of Prep Spotlight, have a great rest of your night. You wanted control, so we waited. I put on a show.